Welcome to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I'm recording this on a Friday at the end of a long week, so there's no telling what's going to happen today. Also, there's a little bit of a change today. Usually in the studio, I have my lovely and wonderful producer. We call her Producer Sam, affectionately. She has left me. Not not forever. She's just out of town today. Uh, so, I mean, her, apparently her schedule doesn't revolve around me because, like, I wanted to record this on Friday because I'm going to be out of town next week. So, uh, Kyle, our special pre-show Patreon princess. Oh, look at those plosives. Plosives. Yeah. I love plosives. You are our, you are our sub. Sub today. Yeah. I wanted you to give your own name to that. So that whatever title I gave you didn't degrade you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just the substitute. And by the end, like any school substitute, by the end of this this session, I expect to be crying and to vow never, never to do that again. I expect the same of you. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to try this. Also, Sam uh, is kind of like a uh, filter for me. You're you don't have that kind of power over me, so right, yeah. Welcome to Forte Catholic. <laughs> so here's what's happening next week. I'm recording this on Friday. You're listening to this like a week after I have recorded this. So um, here is my commentary on recent world happening that happened yesterday. I have no idea because what this is, uh, Kyle. Do you like the John Oliver? Yeah, he does a show called what. Last Week Tonight. He does. It's called Last Week Tonight. On the home box office. Sure. So this show is next week tonight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so he does a news show do- covering all the big news things, and he's fu- very funny. Yes. Um, I am not very funny and doing the exact opposite of him by talking about next week when I have no context of what that is. Right. Also, to make sure that this is a complete inception, I want to talk about... For next week's show, something that happened three weeks ago. Are you ready? So, okay, yeah. That Hold on. Let's get our time machines here. Yes. Figure this out. Let's the, get on the, the whiteboard. The hot tub time machine. What alternate timeline are we working with right now? Uh, Marvels. Okay, cool. Okay. We're all on the same page now? Yep. Good. I'm glad we cleared that up. So, there's been something on my heart that's been bothering me and tugging at me. Cholesterol? It's- Yes. Okay. Do you know? I actually have two heart rate medicines in my backpack right now. Oh, you're just going through HIPAA violations right now, I think. Oh, no, I guess you can share your medication. I thought you were calling me a hippo. Like I was fat. <laughs> and I'm like, that is part of my hi- my heart problems. Thank you for that, Kyle. <laughs> you have, Sam is much nicer you got, than you. You got a hippo heart transplant? Is that what you're saying? I do. But I have to eat like these fish pills and stuff. It's a whole other story. Why are we talking <laughs> about this? So uh, something that has been on my heart other than uh, lots of fatty cells and medicine is we celebrated the Ascension a couple of weeks ago. And I love the scriptures, but anybody who's listened to the show knows that I read the scriptures a little differently than most people. I left, most people left Mass of the Ascension. Like, that was a beautiful story. It was amazing. Jesus in heaven. I left extremely frustrated with the word of the Lord. And th- I, I haven't talked about it yet because it's, it, it's interesting to talk about a struggle with the word of the Lord on a Catholic radio station, right? Yeah, where else would you do it? <laughs> Here, right here. Nowhere other than here. Here's here's what happened. 
if you missed Mass because you're a normal Catholic, uh, it's, it, the first reading was from Acts chapter 1. Who are we kidding? The people who listen to this to these radio stations are the good Catholics. Um, so you, for those of you who were at Mass, you remember this. But my guess is you're holier than me and had a better understanding and love for this scripture. I loved every part of it except for the end. It irked me. Here's what happened. Um, in Acts chapter one, it talks about like Jesus saying the la- his last things to his apostles. And it says, when they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you going at this time to restore the kingdom of to Israel? He answered them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took them from their sight. First issue, the last thing that Jesus does is not answer their question. (laughs) It's like, hey, Jesus, we know that you're going to leave soon. We have this question. Can you answer it? He's like, that's not, that's above your pay grade. And then he just floats away. It's like, that's the first thing. It's like, really, Jesus? I love that Jesus answers questions with questions often. But to do it as your last question, it's like one of those things like, yes, God's ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. I don't get this one. It's like, throw him a bone. It's like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'll give you a little treat. You know, it's like when I'm leaving the house for a few days, like I, I'm current. You know, as I record this, I'm leaving the house for our staff retreat with the Blaze Ministries for five days next week. I'm going to be gone. I took my son out for ice cream today so that he'll remember me while I'm gone. It's like, oh, yes, that father, I do enjoy him. I hope he returns soon. Throw him a bone, right? That's minor issue compared to the next thing. I have a question about angels and how angels work and how God picks which angels he sends to do certain tasks. Luckily, I am an expert on angels. I don't think that is the case whatsoever. (laughs) Okay. When he's... Okay, so we have to get back into it. When he said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him from their sight. My premise is that this is the second most amazing thing that's ever happened. You can argue that it's third. Number one is Jesus rising from the dead. That is the coolest, most amazing thing that has ever happened in the entire world. Number number two or three, I, I will give you either one of two choices. Either Jesus becoming man, like when at the incarnation, when he when God becomes man. Pretty, pretty cool moment, right? Third or second, the other option would be the guy who rose from the dead. 40-ish, no, 50 days later. I think it's 50 days later. He just floats up into the skies like, I'm going to go be with God now. Like if there was any doubt that people were like, this man is from God, it's like, oh my gosh, that was a weird magic trick. Or did he really rise from the dead? Did he really die? Like, was there a trick? He just floats up into heaven. Like there's no trickery about that, especially in the year 33, right? Like you just can't get away with that. He just floats up into the sky. That is very impressive. Now, that is why I have the issue, an issue with the next couple of lines. While the disciples were looking up, while the disciples and apostles were looking up, they were looking intently at the sky as Jesus was going. He was, he was floating up into the heavens. Suddenly, two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. We can assume that these men are angels because that's often how angels are portrayed in the scriptures. <clears throat> they said, men of Galilee... Why are you standing there looking up at the sky? 
This Jesus who had been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going to heaven. Now I get the point of this, right? It's like, don't focus on, on Jesus being gone. Like he's going to send his spirit at Pentecost, which we celebrated this last weekend, all this kind of stuff, right? I get the like theological point about it, but you cannot tell me that it is okay <laughs> to walk up to a group of people watching the second or third most amazing thing that has ever happened happen. They're looking up at the sky as Jesus floats away in a cloud and then an angel shows up. It's like, why are you looking up there? Are you kidding me? I'm watching Jesus, a man who rose from the dead, who I walked with for three years, float up into the cloud. I've never seen anything like that. What do you mean, why am I looking at this guy? It's like, I get your point, but that was a dumb question. So here is my theory. Uh, Kyle, you said that you are an expert on angels. Yes. Um, there is a saint whose uh, nickname was the Angelic Doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas, right? He wrote a lot about angels. I'm going to add to his work a little bit today. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but You're there's not. no one here to stop me because Sam's not here and the Pope is very busy. So yeah, that's true. Here's my proposition. He, God didn't send... Or at least it's not named. He didn't send Gabriel, the great messenger that said that Mary was going to have a baby and it was going. you were going to name him Jesus and he's going to save the world. Didn't send Gabriel. My thought was that these are new angels on the job or angels, maybe maybe not new angels, but angels who have never been a messenger for the, for the Lord towards humans before. And they're just struggling a little bit with their interpersonal skills. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lack of empathy there. For the human condition. Yeah, it's like, why are you looking up at the heavens? We see Jesus every day. It's like, we don't get to do that. Right, right? yeah. Uh, there's another quote, and I forget which scene it was. Somebody listening will know. Um, Kyle, maybe you can look it up. Maybe you can do something other than uh, just uh, push buttons over there. I was only brought on to push buttons, but okay. Yes. So there's a saint quote that says, uh, if angels could be jealous of humans for anything, it would be that they would be able to receive the Eucharist. And it's kind of this thought that uh, angels... It's a, it's a thought of St. Maximilian Colby. So. St. Maximilian Colby. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. You're very smart. I am. I'm such a smart boy. <laughs> you, you see, you do know stuff about angels. I do. Thanks, Apple iPhone <laughs> and the Google. So if they could be jealous of anything, it's that we get to receive Jesus into our body, blood, soul, and divinity into our being right they get to see him every day so i'm i have this feeling that they're just assuming like oh we get to see god every day why are y'all looking up at the sky it's like i don't think you realize this we've only known god for three years <laughs> and he just left <laughs> of course we're looking at him and then i think they kind of realized this halfway through they're like oh okay i, I think there was some omission in the in the scriptures here yeah. i think they were like oh uh, I, I think it was because the apostles probably didn't hear this part. They were, the angels were like, oh, yeah, we forgot. Um, this Jesus who has been taken up to you from heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him go. It's like, okay, now they made their theological point. Like, this is what God actually told them to say. Right. But they just pop up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> See, can I counter your point? No. Yes. So <laughs> I think they this is an experienced set of angels to best to the best of my knowledge, the angel that wrestled was it Joshua? No, whoever became Israel. 
Yes, no, Jacob. Jacob. When the angel, I, I don't think that angel had a name in scripture. I think this is the same angel, and now his best friend is tagged along because I don't think God sent that angel down to wrestle a human. I think he was like, <laughs> hey, go tell Jacob he's going to like have a bunch of descendants. His name will be Israel, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and instead, the angel's like, I'm going to wrestle him. <laughs> and so now I think that the same angel is like, hey, last time I went down there, I like tackled one of these guys. So why don't you come along and we're just going to like mess with them? <laughs> I think these, these are the two sassy angels of heaven. They have a sitcom. It's very funny. So what you're saying, I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with anything you just said. But what you're saying means that I have hope that I could get into heaven with all my sassiness and sarcasm. Yeah, you could probably be like a, a like a personal assistant on the show or something. Yeah, on their angelic sitcom on the show. I thought you meant my show. I'm like, yeah. I'm being demoted all you of a sudden. Are. Are yeah, you this is my over? show now. <laughs> it's Forte Catholic, and so it's whoever is louder. That's the rule. <laughs> ah! 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 <laughs> This is fun. Okay, so that's my thoughts on the Ascension. I hope that you enjoyed them. Here's what we're going to talk about, too. That was already one risk. Let's take another, shall we? I was thinking as I was driving to the station many, many weeks ago, and this is one of those thoughts that I have that I'm like, should I ever say this out loud to anyone? And then I tell people about it, and they're like, why would you ever talk about that? And then I'm like, because I think there may be a method to my madness. Uh, I talked to Sam about this a few weeks ago. She was like, that's weird. But she never said no. (laughs) Uh, I told Kyle about it before this. And he said, what did you say? You said something along the lines of? I... I trust you with a lot of topics. This one I, gives me anxiety. Okay, so the topic is, what would my life, Taylor Schroll, what would my life look like if I was born into a Muslim family in Afghanistan? I thought about this. As, as we record this in the radio station, I look out, and there's a large building that's been being built for a very long time um, over to our right. That building, while in construction, would dangle very large pieces of metal over the street that I was driving on. So in my impending death, I would think about these odd things like, ah, what would my life look like if I was born to a Muslim family in Afghanistan? Literally had that thought with multiple tons of metal. As you think you're about to die, don't you have children? Um, I'm a bad person, Kyle. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the thought. Like, what... What if I'm being honest? What would I be? Where would I be today as current Taylor, twenty-eight year old Taylor? Um, where would I even be in the world? Where would I be? But primarily focusing on my faith. What would my faith life look like? Because I was born into a Catholic family. I am now a practicing Catholic. Right. I have been for most of my life. There was a couple years that I was a more practicing non-denominational, still going to mass every you know most of the time, but would consider myself non-denominational. Then came back to the church. It's a long story. If you've listened to the show before, you've heard it. I'll probably tell it again at some point. Radio tease for, I'm not sure when. Okay, so uh, would I be a good Muslim at 28? Would I have heard the gospel and converted to Christianity, converted to Catholicism? And I, I think if I'm being fair with myself, I don't know what the answer would be, right? So I've been thinking about this and wrestling with this. You mentioned wrestling. I've been wrestling with the, with the angel of the Lord around this topic for about a month now. Because I, I even in prayer and in thought and in study, it's like, I don't know. Because I have been, I am practicing what I have been given. And I do believe 
that Catholicism it has the fullness of truth. It's why I, I'm still here. Like obviously I had multiple chances to leave. I haven't. I, I believe that the fullness of truth is in the Catholic Church. Um would I would I believe that if I was born in a Muslim area into a Muslim family? And I think the main question that I got out of it that I've been thinking about is like, would I be seeking truth? Because like currently I'm a person who seeks truth. Like even in Catholicism, there's something I don't understand or like a story of like, why are these angels asking this question? Like, I don't get it. I, I bring up these questions because I want to know the answer, right? I want to know why that angel asked that that question, right? And uh, would I still be a person that is seeking truth? If I was, would I have moved out of that Muslim country? Would I still be in the Muslim country, but living as a Christian, living as Catholic? Like, I, I don't know. So <clears throat> this thought was, if we're not seeking truth, then, then what are we doing, right? Um, anybody who is ultimately seeking truth, if, if we are finding something that is true, good, and beautiful, these are the transcendentals that the church talks about. If we are seeking and finding something that is true, good, and beautiful, then we are finding God. And obviously, Catholicism finds the, the fullness of truth, beauty, and goodness. <clears throat> so here's my thought. If we aren't learning our faith, continue to grow in our faith, continue to read, reading our Bibles and praying, going to Mass, listening to Catholic radio, like reading books about Catholicism, any, whatever your favorite way to learn about the faith is, we may as well be any other religion because what we really believe in is ourselves. So if we really want to truly be Catholic, so what does this mean for me, the actual Catholic here today? Like, what does it mean to be a seeker of truth? What does it mean for me to continue growing in our faith, to uh, grow closer to the truth, beauty, and goodness that God has for us? So we will be right back with our special guest, my friend from childhood, Joshua Calhoun. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message from Definitely Not Taylor. If you are listening to the show, you should totally rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes. To rate it, go to the iTunes Podcasts app on your phone, search for Take Catholic, scroll down to Review, give five stars, write that you like the show, and then move on with your day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. It's nice to be back with you on this beautiful day in Bryan College Station, Texas. So, funny story. Last night, we had a, a bros gathering with the Ablaze Bros. Uh, we finally have enough bros on staff that we could have an event where it's just not like three dudes like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so, uh, all six of us, yes, all six, because we're outnumbered by women all gathered at this man named Josh Calhoun's house. And we did manly things, and it was fun. So it, at, towards the end of our evening, so we had steaks and uh, other beverages and uh, did other manly things. And then the, <laughs> steak, well, yes, steaks are a beverage if you blend them, Joshua. So, um, so... That's that's what my liquid diet is. I'm going on a juice cleanse. It's just <laughs> <laughs> highly refined mixing of steak. <laughs> so we were hanging out 
And then at the end, we had like a two-hour conversation about manliness after after the two hours of eating. It was great. So in the middle of that manly conversation, I got a message from a person who I thought was going to come on the show today that wasn't able to. And I was like, dang it. Now I have to find a guest uh, within like an hour. And Josh, who was sitting next to me, said, why don't you ask that guy over there? <laughs> and we're, we tried to make it work out with that guy over there, and it didn't work out timing-wise. So I was like, well, what a... And then Josh was like, we've never had me on your show. I was like, crap, you're right. I haven't. <laughs> so I was like, Josh, you're going to come on the show. He's like, okay, <laughs> we'll do this. <laughs> so uh, Josh Calhoun is on the show today. Joshua, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, Taylor. Good. It's nice to have you here. I feel bad that it's been a year and a half of having the show, and you haven't graced the... Graced the, the uh, waves with your presence yet yeah well uh, <laughs> you seem very offended uh, you're just like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i think your show is stupid so i haven't cared before so joshua you and i grew up together in the good old small town of lake jackson texas I definitely thought you were gonna say state of lake jackson texas <laughs> <laughs> well they'd like to be their own state we you and i grew up in the most conservative county in the most conservative state in the United States. Uh, it, it was an interesting place to grow up. Ironically enough, Ron Paul came out of our came out of our town. I learned how to swim in Paul Pool. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So there was, uh, wow. <laughs> That's going to be a new sound effect on the show. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I regret everything. I regret it. I'm leaving. <laughs> this is dumb. You tried to leave the man gathering yesterday, but then you realized it was at your house. <laughs> So yeah, I learned how to swim in in Paul Pool over the summer. They did uh, they did swimming lessons for small children. I was small once, and uh, yeah, thanks thanks Ron Paul. <laughs> anyway, uh, we grew up going to the same parish. Grew up being in the same youth group, uh, same youth minister, same youth ministry. All these things. So we've had similar experiences uh, growing up in high school, and then we both went off to college, and then. Right around the same time, I think you beat me by a year. Like you started working at a blaze, and then a year later, I started working at a blaze. And it's just like we can't get away from each other, you know. Um, so we've known each other quite a bit. You are moving on from our staff at a blaze, though. So we just did a lot of like reminiscing of like favorite memories, right? Um, so it's it's it was always interesting for me seeing you, like when I moved back to when I moved to a blaze, and seeing you as an adult. Because when I left, you were like a f- sophomore in high school. <laughs> freshman and I, like you something just, like that like finished your freshman year finished your sophomore something like that so i always saw you as this like like that's how i remembered you because like i understand as a human being that four or five six years go by and people grow you know and become better people <laughs> and, and uh, thank the lord for both of us right <laughs> and uh and then i was like oh like it took me a couple of weeks to be like josh isn't a child anymore he's actually a man of god <laughs> thank the lord for that <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, couple of years working together, and it's like it's it's just been really interesting seeing, at least for me, because I, I am older, like seeing you as a child, like seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade ish. I don't know when you stop being a child, when you start becoming a young adult. Um, most thirty year olds are still children, so I don't know right, what right, the age yeah. is. But seeing you mature into a man, I think your two biggest desires that I've seen, and I've seen this in you since since we met in like ninth grade. I don't know what was the year for you. That you woke up and you noticed girls. People talk about going through middle school and being like, oh, girls are gross. And then they finally like 
maybe hit around ninth grade and then they start to notice girls and they're like, oh, wow, she's really pretty. That never happened for me. I've been attracted to girls for as long as I can remember. <laughs> I remember being in kindergarten, hanging out with the girls in the playground and playing house with them because that's how I got to hang out with them. <laughs> it's like all the guys are like, that guy's weird. Then later they're like, wait, he's, on he's, he's, he's with all the girls. <laughs> I went to be over there playing house and now I can't because right? I've made fun of it for years. Right? <laughs> Jeez Louise. I'm, I'm there, my mind is going so many different directions right now of what I want to talk about. For me, it was seventh grade that I I finally kind of woke up to it because, like, I was always an athlete. That's all I cared about. That's all I cared about was sports and, like, yeah, my, maybe my family, maybe church every now and then. All I cared about was sports, a little bit of video games, and maybe my cat. You know, like, <laughs> my, my priorities were way out of whack. And now I'm rhyming like Dr. Seuss. So I have been cut loose. You look like a moose. Okay, so... <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in seventh grade, and I don't know why our teacher did this, the way she set up the chairs in our classroom. I feel like it's the most distracting setup of all time. How it was was there was like 15 tables and chairs facing the middle of the room on the right side, and on the left side, another 15 tables and chairs facing the other side. So they're facing each other, and she would like walk in the middle and teach. Very odd, because then it's like, you know, if I'm looking at you, I'm teaching you, the people behind me only see my backside. Then I turn around to them, and it's like, it's just a weird way to teach. Yeah. And I can remember being in seventh grade. I don't know when it was, but it was sometime either later in the first semester or in the second semester. And I had been, we had been sitting in the same seats the whole semester, and I had never noticed, really noticed this girl sitting across from me. And then sometime maybe around Christmas or right after Christmas break, this girl I'd been sitting across from the entire time, all of a sudden, I just couldn't stop staring at her. And I was like, wait, where did she come from? And it's like, <laughs> she's been here. You've gone to school with her since kindergarten. <laughs> it's like, she's pretty. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just now noticing this. This is very odd. And then I just couldn't stop staring at her because, you know, seventh graders are weird. <laughs> so yeah. just stared at her for another whole semester. And then I was like, well... I need to change. <laughs> this is weird. I'm kind of being creepy. So, but that that was my awakening to, oh, I think girls are pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to do something about it, you know? So, I have noticed in you, both in a young age and the last couple of years of knowing you as an adult, your two biggest desires. Number one, holiness. You are always striving for holiness, calling the people around you to strive for holiness, whether it's by calling them out on their crap or... By simply being an example. Hmm. The other deep desire is you have the deepest desire of any man I've ever known for a wife, <laughs> right? I have seen men who desire women in different ways right. extremely. I have never seen someone with the combination of the desire for holiness also desire a wife. And it's just like... It, it, <laughs> You have finally made me realize, in the scriptures, uh, you've made it come to life for me, where it's like, as, as a deer pines for water, so my, so my soul pines for you. And it's like, as Josh pines for God, he also pines for a wife. And I'm just like, this is all making sense to me now, right? You know this about yourself. It's not news for you. It's not, right, right. Yeah, right? You know yourself better than I know you. Uh, so what has seeking both of these things, seeking holiness, and seeking a wife, 
you could answer either one you want. We're gonna, we'll get to both of them. Okay. Um, what has those seeking those two things led to for you? Good, bad, ugly, amazing, not so amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, seeking God led me to a lot of different life choices. I was very involved when I was in high school, for sure. My youth minister was a, a total rock star, and I. I just saw the way that he loved the Lord and the way he was pursuing holiness. And I was like, wow, that is like the most amazing man I've ever seen. I want to be just like that when I grow up. So I tried to be just like him in a lot of different ways, which led me to growing in talents for music and growing in being able to lead small groups and stuff like that and and helping him lead our youth ministry program in a lot of different ways. And so after I graduated from high school, I actually served with Net Ministries for two years And so like pursued the Lord in that way, just recognizing that that was a way that I could serve the Lord, I could serve the church. And also that thought in the back of my mind, maybe I'll meet this really holy, attractive (laughs) woman there. Where could I go that pretty, holy women striving for Christ and also working working with kids, which is attractive. It's like that motherly trait, right? Right, right, right. Where can I go? Oh, here's a bunch of single people. (laughs) They'll all be in one place. All gathering in one area. Let's do this. In one of the coldest states in the United States. So that means we just have to be inside all the time and huddle up together, right? (laughs) Huddle, cuddle, you know, whatever the word is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I served with Net for two years. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't meet a woman there that was interested in me enough to become (laughs) my wife. I was wondering where you were going with that. Didn't meet a woman. I'm like, yeah, you did. (laughs) No, I met met lots of women. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, Lots of beautiful, holy women. But um, yeah, a wife didn't come out of that. other options. (laughs) The Lord has told me, no, he didn't. You're just mean. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. So after I came off of NET, I actually was really hoping to go to Franciscan University, which is funny. You're actually wearing a Steubenville shirt right now. I am. Yeah. So um, I was was hoping to go to Franciscan. I was planning to study theology and catechetics because I actually wanted to do youth ministry after I got off of NET. I made a joke with my youth minister when I was in high school that I was going to take his job whenever he left. Um, and he left and that still hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> what's funny is I made that same deal with him and I actually did it. <laughs> well, as of this week, there's been some workings in my heart that something like that might happen. So we'll see. But weird. It's like, wait, do I have the gift of prophecy? <laughs> it, it finally came true. It took seven years, God. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I was hoping to go to Franciscan University with that thought again in the back of my mind that I would meet a, a holy beautiful woman there that that I might be able to marry someday. And in the midst of applying for Franciscan and, and trying to get all that stuff set up, I was encouraged to pursue other options to see kind of what else I could do rather than going to Franciscan, moving away from Texas, being that far from my family. And the only other thing I could think... I, I thought would... you meant by Franciscan. Like, like that was oh, their like not Franciscan a, was like, like, like you applied. You're like, we're going to encourage you to pursue, <laughs> to pursue other, options. other options. I then realized as you kept talking, that's not that's not no, what no, you no, meant. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. From that's their side nice of things, they that. thought <laughs> they thought I was coming, and then from my side of things, yeah, um, just talking to different people in my life that had been really big influences, and yeah. So the only other thing I could think that I would be interested in doing another university I would want to go to, especially if I stayed in state, was. Texas A&M. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. Um, yeah, I knew there was a, a very strong Catholic community there, and I knew I could get a good, get a good education there as well. So I was like, all right, God, well, I'm going to apply for A&M then. I don't know why I made this decision, but I applied to be a mechanical engineer. I was like, all right, if I get accepted, then I know that this is your will. You want me to go to A&M rather than 
trying to go to Franciscan. And I got accepted. So I ended up coming to A&M and I do not regret it at all. It's been an amazing experience. Um, I started working with Ablaze soon after that. I actually started working with them as a music minister. I was the only person at that point on staff who led music or led praise and worship or anything like that. I was invited out by a friend of mine who was on staff at the time to help lead worship for a retreat that they had. Because like I said, at that point, they didn't have people on staff that could do that. So I led worship for the retreat. And at the end of the retreat, the, the founder, Matt Rice, came up to me and was just like, hey, we don't have anybody on staff that does this. Would you be interested in, in working for a blaze? And so can I pay you marginally to continue <laughs> doing this? <laughs> he, I definitely didn't get paid enough in the beginning to, <laughs> to decide to do that. So, yeah. But anyway, so I, I ended up starting with a blaze and soon after that um, transitioned into a role as a youth minister in one of the parishes. And it's been. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you get paid more now. <laughs> <laughs> A good transition for you. So what about this desire for a wife? Because like you and I, you don't have to share everything. But like we were talking as guys, and it's like, yeah, that's a desire that you have. And it's had its ups and downs, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what does that process look like? Yeah, that's been, that's definitely been different. But those things, like I said, have blended together. Like part of the thing that influenced me wanting to go to Franciscan was meeting holy women there. Same thing with Net. Um, Like I was desiring to serve the Lord, but also like, wanted to get married someday. So I'm looking for holy women that would be a good wife, would be a good mother, that kind of thing. That has looked very different in my life. So I remember, like I said, I've been attracted to women since I was in kindergarten, hung out with them, all that stuff. The first time I ever... (laughs) See, I knew that you were special because I don't know anyone else who has ever said that. (laughs) I was attracted to women in a kindergartner. (laughs) What? Yeah, but I remember the first time I ever, like, pursued, I guess is the word I'll use, an interest in... A girl was in, I think, third third or fourth grade. There was this girl that I was really attracted to. Her name was Samantha. And I remember the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me is I had a huge crush on this girl. And I remember we were sitting in one of our fourth grade classes together. And I think it was one of those days where you just got to kind of do whatever you wanted. Like they whipped out board games. People were playing Pokemon in the corner and different stuff like that was going on. And I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but somehow I ended up in an arm wrestling match with this girl and I lost. <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing thing ever. She's like, I take your man card now. For real though, yeah, yeah. But I, I've just always had that desire in my heart. And even from that young age, I remember the only thing I could think to do that might like be a way to to show her I was interested in her or anything like that was I would try to get her gifts for her birthday and for Christmas and different stuff like that. Um, and her mom actually worked at the florist shop in town. And this was like a really small town. I remember we I could ride my bike anywhere in like five minutes kind of town, like really small town. So her mom owned the florist shop. And I remember I would go in there and like I would bring in a gift for Sam for her birthday. And I'd be like, hey, can you give this little... A beanie baby frog to Sam for her birthday <laughs> and her mom was like oh you're so cute and I was like thanks you like me more than she does <laughs> that's so sad well hey here's what we're gonna do we're gonna continue this conversation the ups and downs of all this right because I think a lot of people listening are single young young adults right and know that the struggle is real of searching for a wife searching for a husband we're gonna keep diving into this you can share some of the things that you've learned through the struggle through the hardship and uh, also, we're going to have play a game in the next segment. It'll be a little bit fun. So we will be right back for our final segment of Fortnite Catholic for the day. Hey, it's Taylor. Aren't you glad I'm not using voice modulation between these two segments? You're welcome, friends. 
Hey, I just wanted to stop and take a moment to tell you to go visit the website for all your Forte Catholic needs. F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. You can find old podcast episodes. You can find info on my music, on my speaking. You can find booking information. I'm getting a lot of exciting New events lined up here in 2018 and and even in 2019. If you want me to come out to your parish or diocesan event or school, I would love to go check it out. F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com and enjoy the rest of the show. So I started this new thing three weeks ago Where I sing in the third segment When we come back from the break I'm talking to Josh Calhoun now Uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah (laughs) We're having too much fun, man All right, this is what happens when you've been in a studio for too long You're just like, what can I do that's really dumb? Let's put it on the radio Okay, so when we left off in the last segment If you missed it, you missed out You're... A sad person. But if you don't want to be sad, you can always find the show on podcast, ForteCatholic.com slash radio, or just search Forte Catholic and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we were we were talking with Josh about how we grew up together, uh, about his desire for holiness, and a wife. So we're talking about this desire for a wife, a spouse, the struggles of dating, the struggles of finding a, a good Christian, a good Catholic woman. Man, right when we left off, you're talking about yes. There's some. There are sometimes that all of us have been attracted to someone, and it's not reciprocated, right? So it it can be difficult. So, um, what has helped you in the struggle, in the struggle of dating and people breaking up and people not being interested in you? And when you're, you're interested with them, how do you get through that struggle as a Catholic man striving for holiness and still having this deep desire of like, well, I want to date you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, I think that's still one of those things that I'm trying to figure out the best way to uh, to cope with that, I guess. But obviously, like the 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 biggest answer for me is just daily prayer, like personal prayer, going to God with those things and being like, "Hey, God, like this totally sucked. Like, like you knew I was interested in this girl. You knew it was going to end badly." Why did all this happen? Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> warn, warn me. Where were the signs? <laughs> yeah, so just... Um, I showed you a stop sign. You didn't <laughs> see it. And I was like, I thought you wanted me to stop in my car. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's one of those things for me, too, is like like trying to recognize those points in my life when maybe he has been telling me to stop or maybe like slow it down or like put on the brakes or something, and I haven't necessarily listened or wasn't recognizing that. Um, And I think those times in my life, those were times when I wasn't as faithful to prayer. Um, I didn't hear his voice as clearly because I wasn't really listening for it. So I think that's a really important thing that I've recognized for me is like those times in my life when I have been close to him, he's guided me through those areas when I was uh, depressed or lonely or sad as a result of like a bad breakup or a relationship that didn't go where I wanted it to, that kind of thing. So yeah. So where are you at right now with it? Because like you've you've been seeking, you've been searching, there's been this frustration, there's been sadness, there's been heartbreak. Like so because I think a lot of people are in your situation, right? Yeah. So where are you at with it right now? Like what what do you want and what are you doing to try to achieve that? Yeah. So I think where I'm at right now is I I am just striving to grow closer to God. 
because I recognize the times in my life when I've tried to grow closer to women have not worked out well for me. So growing closer to God is the best way to do that. Um, I heard a quote from, I think it might have been the guy who wrote the Five Love Languages book or something like that a while back, but it was... When in doubt, it was Abe Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) It was something along the lines of, like, if you are authentically pursuing Christ and you're running the race towards him and your uh, future spouse is doing the same thing, if you're both running towards Christ, it's like a triangle. Like, there's a point at the other end that you're both getting closer towards, um, so you're going to grow closer to that person just because you're growing, growing closer to Christ. Yeah, that was Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, if you ran towards a god next to a woman, you got closer to her. <laughs> also, slavery's dumb. We should end it. That, 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 that was that quote. It was right in there in, in that uh, conversation there. So here's what we're going to do to end this conversation. There are some, I'm, I'm guessing, some pretty women that listen to this show that are single and Catholic or at least want to be because they're listening to a Catholic radio slow shows <laughs> or podcast. Um, sorry, ladies, I'm taken. But Josh is a very eligible bachelor. Oh my god, he's a he's a handsome man. He's a very. My he, mom tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice conversation with your mom yesterday, and that's not even a your mom joke. I actually spoke to your mother next to you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. If you if you are interested in dating a nice Catholic man who wants to run to God with you. <laughs> Search Joshua Calhoun on Facebook and you can become friends with him. I know. I didn't tell you this was coming. I I just want to help you. Even if there's a chance that there's a woman woman listening right now, it's like, I too am lonely and want to follow God and want a spouse. This is what Josh's future wife sounds like. This is really funny. You're funny. So, uh, yeah, let's get you married. Joshua Calhoun at Facebook. <laughs> Send him a message. You can look at his pictures. They're pretty good. He's a, f- a fan of large families because he came from, uh, I think your mom has uh, 78 children. Is that pretty close? <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close, <laughs> yeah. Divide that by like seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm the oldest of 11 kids. I don't think so. 78 is divisible by seven. <laughs> Not exactly. She has 11.13 children. <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Okay, uh, dark joke to end the conversation. So here's what we're going to do now after the dark joke to end the conversation. But seriously, Joshua Calhoun on Facebook. Uh, we're going to play this game because yesterday when we were brainstorming what to talk about today, we were all like, it was like a firm Josh day. <laughs> what is Josh good at that we can talk about? And uh, Brian, who has been on the show before, was like, He's really good at movie quotes. And I, at, at first, I was like, oh, shut up, Brian. Like, Brian's an <laughs> avid listener. I love Brian. And then he's like, no, I was trying to be helpful. Like, he's really good at movie quotes. I was like, oh, sorry. I thought you were just being mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I thought he was being rude. So therefore, I was rude to him. And then I realized he wasn't being rude. And I was like, I'm a bad person. <laughs> so to honor Brian, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to play a game that involves movie quotes. And Catholicism, two things that you are very good at. Um, I have to be completely honest. I was completely honest with you. Uh, I have played this game before. It's a typical, uh, we get them from Download Youth Ministry. We use them in ministry all the time. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, we've played before Star Wars or Scripture on the mm-hmm. air. We've played Taylor Swift or Lamentations. It's or like, Taylor Schroll. T- or Taylor Schroll, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is all so sad. <laughs> that was Taylor Schroll. Okay, so... We've played these types of games before. I have led this game when Stranger Things became a popular show. Yes. I led, I led this game called Stranger Kings. 
Okay. Wow. It's all about the kings in the Bible. And that like, sounds amazing. So it's a, it's it's something that happened in the Bible where a certain king did this, and we and we are going to be given four choices, and we are both going to be able to answer. Okay. I will keep track of the score on my cellular device, and we will see who is the winner at the end of the game. Does this all make sense to you? Yeah. Who is the winner and who is the Demogorgon? Exactly. I think the winner should be the Demogorgon. <laughs> The Demogorgon is awesome. No, he ate. Oh, no, he ate Bob. Spoilers. She's the, the worst. worst. <laughs> That's what a spoiler warning on this. If you haven't watched Stranger Things by now, it's your fault. I'm actually not mad at Josh. Thank you, Josh, Praise. for calling out that person who hasn't watched Stranger Things yet. He ate Bob. <laughs> Frodo's friend. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to play this game. And the reason that I had to be completely honest is I have played this game before. This is by far the hardest game I've ever played in my entire life. Oh my I don't remember a single thing. So I'm not cheating whatsoever by having <laughs> played this game because I don't think I got an answer right the first time. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. So our host for this show uh, is is uh, a man who goes by the title and the moniker, the pre-show Patreon princess. So you have only heard this man's voice. Have you, I don't know if you've been on the radio before. I know that you are a superstar on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash Forte Catholic, Kyle, our good friend, often comes in before the show. Sometimes he just comes before the show because he knows he's good at Patreon stuff. And he literally records the Patreon stuff and leaves. And I'm just like, that man knows what he wants, and he just does it. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. And then uh, other times, you've stayed for the whole show, and uh, we just, you know. And I, you. And, and I do regret those times. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Good. I'm very glad. I was going to plug your podcast, and now I won't. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, yeah, you probably should. My, mine is a heathen podcast. It so, is. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you are the pre-show Patreon princess. If you want to hear more from Kyle, go again, go to patreon.com slash Catholic. Uh you can support me and also get some amazing content with the Kylester. So yeah. Kyle is going to be the host of this game. He's going to talk into the microphone while he does it like he's a podcast host that knows how to do this. And uh, you are going to be asking the questions. Josh and I will both get our chance to answer. We can choose the same answer if we'd like on a certain question because awesome. there are 11 questions. Are we ready for this game? Yes, we are. Let's do it, Mr. Kyle. Welcome to Stranger Kings. So, this first question. This servant king had the shortest reign at one week. He killed his king and killed off his king's family and friends. Repelled a siege from Omri, loses the siege, and Tirza then ultimately goes into the palace's citadel, sets fire to it, and dies. He had a bad week. <laughs> a, bad, a very bad week. Option A, King Zimri. Option B, King Boshana. Option C, King Darius, Rucker, assumedly. Um, <laughs> option D, King Bowser. So King Bowser. King, King if Bowser. If it's that, that would be hilarious because oh that's gosh. exactly what happens in Mario. That exact scenario <laughs> happens in they Mario. They just changed some of the names, so you don't know. I'm going to go... I don't even remember the names of the kings. I'm going with A. That sounded the most correct. Okay. I kind of liked King Darius. That sounded King good. Darius is real good. Yeah. Yeah. Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Yeah, that's it. That's the correct answer. Is King. No, it's not. It's King Zimri. Option A. You got it. Really. I got it. I'm so correct. Booty. You got it. All right. I don't know if you can say that on here. <laughs> so, oh, I can bleep it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a temporary producer today, and I don't you know are. Sam's bleep. not here, so we're falling apart. We are. Question two. <laughs> 
Berated in front of his men by Queen Jezebel, this king then orders her tossed from a window where horses trample her wow. and dogs consumed her body. <laughs> wow. The Bible is an interesting book. I don't remember this story. All these stories are scripture, so don't get mad at me. This is... See, the, the difference is they're Old Testament scripture, and I always said that God got a lot nicer once he had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, first, the first also option... <laughs> yes. The option... First option, <laughs> A, King... Oh, this is going to be fun, guys. King Shazanatia. Uh, B, King Mesotonius. You, you just defended like 38% yep. of the population. Probably a whole continent somewhere. <laughs> uh, option C, King Dante... And that's not Dan, like not Dante, like the Inferno. Inferno but it's Dante, D O N. Uh, and option D, King Jehu, King Shazanatia, King Mesotonius, King Dante, King Jehu. I'm gonna go with King Jehu. That sounds I'm amazing. sticking with that too, just yeah. because it's the only name I know, and I feel like I should know the king around Jezebel's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are both correct. It is King Good. Jehu. Yeah. Good. All right. Two points for me. One point for Yeshua. Which is what I call Josh, because it's very Jesus-like, and he looks like the Jesus with his hair. Well, thank you. Yep. You know who else you look like? Steve from, from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've gotten that. I've gotten Steve from Stranger Things. The, the worst one I think I ever got that I didn't really care for was in high school. I got Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know what I know what Hannah Montana <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what Mitchell. It was Musa one is. of her friends. Yeah, that guy. But Steve from Stranger Things. I I like that one. That's a good. It's compliment. a very, very he's good, a good looking guy. One so, of my other favorites is Jack Pearson from This Is Us. That was one of the biggest compliments. I don't watch that show. I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy crying. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did cry by watching Star Wars: The Last Jedi the other day. I have a perfect segue. Speaking of crying, Here we go. This king <laughs> slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Zedekiah. Then plucked. That's it. Pl plucked out the eyes of Zedekiah. Bound him with bronze fetters and e brought him to kids. Babylon. <laughs> Option A: King Bullyhammer. <laughs> if that's the answer, that's so awesome. And I will become such a more faithful King person. Yes, you is, will. That, is that the worst new weapon? Bully yes, I'm King, King Bullyhammer. Bully Option B. What are King... you the god of again? And, and then our god answers everything. <laughs> <laughs> Option B. King Cornelius. He was a nerd. Option C. <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar. And option D. King Eyesore. I feel like this one kind of gives it away. <laughs> This kind of gives it away. It also, if it's eyesore with eyes being plucked out, that would be amazing. Whoa. It's a bit, oh it's a, yeah. So I'm going. I'm going Nebuchadnezzar. It's the only one I know. Wait, wait, wait. It was Nebuchadnezzar. Was C? Is that right? Yeah. What was B? B is King Cornelius the nerd. The nerd is something I. That's my editorial. But <laughs> well, darn. Because Cornelius and Nebuchadnezzar are both familiar names to me. So that's yeah. that's a difficult decision. I think um, you're just thinking of corn. <laughs> no, I know Nebuchadnezzar had something to do with like Persia. So, and something about the finger of God writing on the wall. So but I'm going to say... is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say B because I don't think it was Nebuchadnezzar. You don't think it was Nebuchadnezzar? Well, guess what? You are wrong. Great <laughs> job. The answer was Nebuchadnezzar. Oh. <laughs> Should have went with me. I'm smart. <laughs> also, you've played this before. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. But you've gotten all the answers right. I have. <laughs> Question number five or four, whatever number this is. This long longest reigning king came to power at age 12. The evil he did during his 55-year reign included idolatry and child sacrifice, mostly freshmen. 
I think that's a high school thing. I think that's a high school. Maybe I don't know. Wait, um, that's not you. That's no. Actually that's in the actually game. written in here. It's a youth ministry yeah, yeah. game. It sounds so. like something you would say. So I just thought it was you. No, no. <laughs> maybe he wrote this game. I did write it. He brought God's punishment against the entire nation. Option A, King Julio. Option B, <laughs> King Manasseh. Option C, King Peka. And option D, King Hoshe. Hoshe, maybe. I don't I know. Feel I don't know you how pronounced to... zero of those correctly. What can I, I say? King Julio, King Jose, and there were a couple other ones. In it's there. not Jose. It's Hoshe, <laughs> and I don't know if I'm saying that saying oh that gosh. correctly. What was third <laughs> option? King Poke. Peke. Pe- like, po- like Pokemon. No, it's Peka. I don't know how to King read Peke. words. King Julio, Manasseh, Peka, or Hoshe. I'm going Manasseh. I think that's Manasseh. I think it is too. Absolutely, we're going to go with that. Which Manasseh. is why I've, I've yeah. heard that word before. Cool, well, cool. you're both right, so that's very, very good. good. Yeah. Uh, the next question: the youngest reigning king, King jo- jo- Joash, Joash. Now I just sound like a broken record. Um, <laughs> Joash inherited the throne at what age? Option A, twelve years old. Option B, seven years old. Option C, eighteen years old. And option D, twenty-two years old. Going youngest, seven. I'm going seven because that sounds sacramental and biblical and all that good stuff. Well, guess what? It was a trick, but it was a bad trick because you were both right. It is seven years old. (laughs) All right, last one, and then we got to wrap this show up, man. All right, I just just picked one from random then. Um, Persuaded by his wife, this king built an altar in Samaria dedicated to the false god Baal. Later, when the Syrians were after him, he dressed as a normal soldier to disguise himself. A Syrian arrow penetrated the narrow slit between the pieces of the king's armor. Very few bowmen would Why have been you pick that the accurate. Question? It was obvious <laughs> that God was guiding that area. Aereo. Aereo. Gosh, I can't Oreo talk. All right, here's done. the deal. No matter what, I'm winning by two points and Josh loses because even if you get this right, you can't win. Uh, Kyle, you picked the worst question <laughs> possible I tried. I tried. for the speed round. Start the music so that we can leave, you terrible producer. This has been another episode of Forte Catholic. Josh, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks for having me, Chad. We will be back next week. See ya! Hey, what's up, friends? It's Taylor. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks for Josh for sticking around for an extra segment. For all other podcast episodes, go to ForteCatholic.com slash radio or search Forte Catholic and wherever you listen to podcasts. Peace.